You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. The Guide to Goals podcast gives you the tools, direction, and resources you need to pursue your passion project. I'm Deborah Eckerling, Project Catalyst, and this is the Guide to Goals podcast. Our guest today is Vivica Von Rosen, and Vivica is an internationally known LinkedIn expert and author of the best-selling LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day. She's worked with and trained over 100,000 people on the power and success of doing business using LinkedIn. Um, and I'm so excited to have her here. Welcome, Vivica. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to be here with you. Uh, why don't you share a little bit more about your background? Sure. Um, so I was introduced to LinkedIn when I wasn't doing my passion. Um, I was actually managing a business office, which I'm really bad at. And so <laughs> I, I loved the marketing. I loved working with entrepreneurs, but actually managing people, it was not my, my strong suit um, and definitely not my passion. I had no desire to get up in the morning and go to work. Um, I was introduced to LinkedIn uh, through one of our my connections later became one of my best friends. And since then, I've never really looked back. I gave myself a year to be able to quit my day job um, and take on teaching and training and speaking full time. And yeah, now I, I pretty much do live my passion. I just got back from the Cayman Islands and I'm going to Vancouver next week to work with some folks. So it's, 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 it's rough, pretty awesome. It's rough to be you. <laughs> it's really hard to be me. Oh, I have so many first world problems. Like the seat on the airplane was uncomfortable. I had to wait in line to get my latte. Everybody should have your kind of first Everyone world problem. But, but you are like the perfect guest because you transitioned from something you did not love doing. And LinkedIn, LinkedIn just so happens to be a great networking tool. So, And I remember... I, because I've been on it since close to the beginning because I bought one of those books that said, if you do nothing else, join LinkedIn right now. And I did. Yeah, excellent. It, it, but it's, it's such a valuable tool and not everybody uses it or knows, it, I guess, how to use it properly. So yeah. just, just a little bit on why LinkedIn is so important because you and I both know, I just want to make sure... The people right. who are listening know too. Exactly. Well, one of the thing is it just automatically focuses your audience. You know, instead of um, 7 billion people, there's only 300 or 400 million people on LinkedIn, which, you know, you think, well, more people is better, but that's not necessarily true because there's a lot of people out there that you really don't want to have anything to do with. So automatically it just focuses your audience. Um, I think where LinkedIn is strong is that it allows you to find, um, connect with and engage with pretty much anyone that you want to, provided they're on LinkedIn, um, provided you're willing to put a little bit of effort in or pay the money to do so because, you know, the premium account allows you to, to, to connect with people a little bit more easily. Um, 
And and to that end, I think people need to stop thinking of LinkedIn as a social media site because then you're not going to pay for it. And if you thought of it, and as I thought of it as a business tool, I mean, I was introduced to LinkedIn, as were you, before social media was even a thing because LinkedIn pre-existed Facebook and and pre-existed Twitter. So it was before social media was a thing. Um, So I've always considered LinkedIn a business tool first and then yet yeah, it, it came out with its social aspects eventually. Um, so if you consider it as a business tool, you're probably going to take a little bit more time to make sure that you are professional on LinkedIn. That's mm-hmm. huge. You don't want to lose credibility by looking like an idiot. Um, you're, you may be willing to invest financially in it if you get a premium account. You don't have to. I do, but this is what I do for a it's living. It's business, right? Right? It's my business. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're willing to make the, the, the time and the monetary investments um, for a tool that can help you grow your business. And I think that the key thing, too, is you don't have to pay. I've never paid for LinkedIn, and I've been on it for, well, a very long time. Well, so what I want to say, though, is that's why you don't have to pay for LinkedIn. Um, A lot of folks who've been on it for a long time, three, four, five years, you're grandfathered in, and so you're getting a lot of the features that people who are new to LinkedIn don't. So if you are new to LinkedIn and you are finding that your hands are tied, like look look up some resources, see what you can do to work around that. Um, But I'm actually putting most of my clients who are new to LinkedIn on a premium account because because there are a lot of restrictions going on right now. Oh, well, that's but if you've been on LinkedIn for a long time, even if you haven't been using it, if you signed up in 2005 and you look at it maybe once a year, that's awesome because you'll actually be grandfathered into a lot of the, the, um, the usability that new folks aren't. Wonderful. So what's the first thing, let's say I, in this let's say someone, I'm not going to say I because we know that's not true. Someone did sign up and maybe they put one or two things on there or they haven't signed up at all and they're going to, you know, get off this podcast and sign up. What is the first thing that they need to do if they're first creating an account or taking an inventory of what's on there? Perfect. Um, So, before you ever get on LinkedIn, um, be really clear on who what you who you are and what you're you're selling or what you're sharing or what you're providing or what your service is. Um, be very clear on who your audience is. You know that's so important. Knowing who you want to talk to, and I know that's a little difficult when you have a day job and you have a passion as well. Um, sometimes the two are in alignment and sometimes they're not. So it's okay if you've got different verticals, if you've got different audiences, just be clear on who they are um, so that when you create your profile, it, it speaks in a language, they it's in a language that they understand. I mean, literally and figuratively. So <laughs> if your audience is French, do your profile in French, but also, you know, use the, use the languaging that, that, that they're comfortable with, um, whether it's casual or formal. Um, so it's really important to know who your audience is. Look at your existing marketing materials. You know, you probably have a decent photo of yourself somewhere, not the selfie. You probably have um, some good copy about your company or about your passion, uh, either on an existing website or you're in the process of, of putting that all together for a new website. So you probably already have marketing collateral that you can repurpose. Um, create your create your copy, create you know what you write on your LinkedIn profile first in a Word document 
Uh, it catches spelling errors. That's mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um, catches some grammatical errors. You can add special formatting like bullets and then just copy and paste over. Um, and you, it's got a character count. Because LinkedIn, when you go in there to add content, um, there's you wouldn't know you had, like say, 2,000 characters, not words, but characters for your summary section. You wouldn't know that you had 120 characters for your professional headlines. So if you create that all first in a Word document, it allows you to, you know, like I said, check your spelling, check your grammar, add some special formatting, and do your character counts. Plus, you've got a backup. Either for mm-hmm. another social media site, you decide you want to join Viadeo or, you know, another Facebook passion pages or whatever, you decide you want to create something new, um, you've got the copy and it's in a nice, easy form. And then you go into LinkedIn and you start adding those different features. Um, really important to have a photo. You've got to upload a photo of yourself. There's almost no point of being on LinkedIn if you don't have a photo of yourself. People think you're a spammer. They won't trust you. They won't engage with you. So you definitely want a photo. Um, the professional headline will probably say dot, 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 or it'll say title at company. This is this is where you can for, this is where you can start to make your changes if you're working a day job and have a passion project, especially if they are somewhat in alignment. So you've got 120 characters, which isn't a lot, but it's better than you know CEO of ABC Corp and no one and, and that's not even what you want to be doing. Right. So you can you can you know in 120 characters who you are, what you do, who you serve. Um, so that's where you can first start to bringing in some of your other talents and skills. And then, like I said, you've got that 2,000 characters to describe why, as a project manager at big corporation ABC, that's your day job and you've learned these skills and you're really good at it and here are some wins that you've had. But they've also, you know, you've also realized that you have these passions and so you're starting this project and this is what people can expect. So you can start to tell the story of why you're kind of living two lives. And then you can build on that. You can either build mm-hmm. on that in the experience section. You have an additional 1,000 characters. Actually, I think they just bumped that to 2,000 characters to describe what you do as project manager at Giant Corp. Um, and then what your new business is. And then on top of that, if you want to, you can add pro- you know, your new business as a project in the project section. And then on top of that, you can add your new passion project even as a company page as long as you have a unique website URL. So, you know, my name at mypassionproject.com. So if you, as long as you have that, you can create a company page and that will help to further refine and define what your new, you know, what your new purpose and what your new goal is. That that's great. That's so much information, but it's know, wonderful. No, no, more information is better. No, it's all good. So this is my question, though. If someone yeah. is working a day job and has a a project on the side, should they be concerned about putting both on LinkedIn? Well, here's a couple things. Um, it depends on the. <laughs> did, you, did you sign an NDA? Um, you know, non disclosure. Uh, does your boss know that you've got this side project? Does he or she care? So one thing you can do is block. <laughs> you know, I, I don't necessarily recommend this, but if you were worried, you can always block your employer or someone who you think would not be okay with you having this other job. Um, if your passion project is business related, 
I think you're okay putting it on there. Um, you know, if your passion project is passion toys, it might not have, because <laughs> I literally have a client who does that. Um, you know, it might not be the place on your LinkedIn profile. So it's it's just be aware of, of your audience. Um, if the main source of your income right now is, you know, your project manager job at Giant Corp, um, then you don't want to necessarily um, jeopardize that with, you know, your passion, <laughs> your passion project. Um, but in many cases, the two are align very well. And so you, it, it, it's a personal choice. It's absolutely a personal choice. Worst case scenario, at least create a company page. You know, what's someone going to say about that? But um, yeah, it's, it's just a personal choice. You need to be aware and you need to be careful, just like job seekers, right? right. So people who are looking for a job, they're currently working. They probably, if their boss doesn't know they're looking for a new job, they probably don't want to make it real obvious that that's what they're on LinkedIn for. Um, so you just have to be a little bit conservative, um, perhaps, depending on your situation. And another thing that occurs to me, and I just, because you're talking about it, isn't it better to like, if you have wins at work, to update as they happen so it doesn't seem like one day you're looking for work and you did this great big overhaul, aren't you better off like putting your wins in as it goes along the way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, yeah, it's just like one day she had nothing, the next day she's got an 80-page LinkedIn profile. Right. Um, as you make changes on your profile, I think this is kind of annoying, but it, but again, if you're making a little change here and there and you want to keep your, your, uh, your network updated, LinkedIn will actually blast out to everybody, you know, changes that you make on your LinkedIn profile. So that can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, if you are looking for a job or if you're looking to take on your passion project full time and you don't want your current boss to know that, you probably want to hide those notifications. But um, as you as you get wins in your day job, um, yeah, absolutely, you can you can add those as projects, as um, you know, as awards, as uh, there's there's a lot of different building blocks um, that you can add to your LinkedIn profile. Okay, so don't scare people by doing this great big update. No, no, I just heard this podcast on LinkedIn, so I had to. Well, I guess that's... Yeah, exactly. Maybe. <laughs> You've got the I mean, excuse. It's okay. If you're new to LinkedIn, if you're absolutely brand new to LinkedIn, by all means, go in there and, and, and create as 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 vibrant a profile as you can and even if you've been on LinkedIn for a long time but you've never touched it you know go in and make the changes but yeah as from from here on out um, be conscientious that LinkedIn is a wonderful platform for you to share your wins on and if someone's got um, because I, I like to think I have two types of listeners so someone yes. who's got a day job with a project yes. on the side or someone who's an entrepreneur who's got multiple projects yeah. on the side. So yeah. let, let's tackle the, the entrepreneur who's writing a book or yeah. just launched a blog or just some sort of product. Yeah. What What is their best bet to stay on top of LinkedIn and getting the most out of it? Yeah. So, well, of course, there's the project section. Mm -hmm. As long as you have permission to share the project. I work with some um, 
uh, military, so there's some projects we just can't share. Um, so as long as you have permission to share the project, that's a great place for it. And then, of course, if, you're, um, if your passion is content creation, if you're a graphic artist, you're, if you're creative in any way, shape, or form, uh, LinkedIn gives you a lot of opportunity to add media. So if you create an experience section for your new um, passion project and you've got you know website designs and you've got a YouTube video showing people your process and you've got video testimonials and you've got a portfolio on SlideShare, you can upload all that media. Um, the first five are actually visible and you can add, and you can add more than that, but the first five are visible, and you can add, you know, five pieces of media to your summary, five pieces of media to each experience section, even to your education section. So you have a lot of opportunity not only to say what you're doing, but showcase it. And if, if there's anybody who's listening who does not jump out onto LinkedIn <laughs> after listening to such an impassioned <laughs> endorsement, uh, I, I just... I just don't know what to do with you. <laughs> do you are, are just there, don't know. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> are there any common mistakes people make on LinkedIn? Yeah, um, not uploading a photo or uploading, you know, like a soldier, you know, or, or, or the picture where, like, your ex-boyfriend's, like, clearly cut out of the photo. <laughs> You've seen it. You know you have. Or a photo that doesn't look like you. I, I mean, it's like you go to an event and no one knows who you are because you don't look a thing like your photos. So that, you know, that could be an issue. Um, just just that alone is, is kind of a, a main faux pas. Um, someone is telling people to put keywords in their last name field. I see it all over the place, especially with speakers. And that is a huge faux pas. Someone told me to do that like 10 years ago and my LinkedIn profile up until about three years ago, you couldn't even find my profile under my name because um, LinkedIn actually blacklisted me. They they say they didn't, but that's baloney. Um, and even today, I have a hard time being found under my keywords, even though I probably got the most keyword rich profile of anyone on the planet. Um, so don't put anything other than your last name in the last name field. It's your first name. It's your last name. If you want to put like an MBA in there or something like as long as you have one um if you know you get or cpa or something like that you can absolutely do that csp you can absolutely do that but don't do like you know uh project passion expert extraordinaire as your last name field um people do that um another thing another common mistake is having more than one profile and and some of your listeners have done this because they're like well i've got my day job and i've got my passion project so i have to have two profiles on linkedin no. You know, do what you want. Um, here's the thing. If someone finds out and turns you into LinkedIn, LinkedIn will make you choose. And I know this because I did this. I had my paid account, which I've had, you know, since the beginning of time. And then I had a free account so I could see what the differences were between the paid account and the free account, what you could do and what you couldn't do because they're not all listed. Um, and LinkedIn, and actually I preferred my free account because it was smaller and it was tighter and it was more engaging and I, I knew everyone on it and LinkedIn made me say, they said, which one? So I'm like, oh, well, do I choose the account that's got 30,000 connections or 500? So I got rid of the free account. But that was a bummer because I, here I had on my free account established all that communication and all those relationships. 
it's confusing to have two accounts. If people are looking for you and two profiles show up, because they will, which one do I choose? Um, you could lose all the all the engagement that you've created and all the credibility that you've created because LinkedIn could either make you choose or just shut one down. And what if they shut down the best one? Um, so it's really better to have one account. And then, like I said, use the summary section to tell your story. Have additional company pages. Those you can have as many as you have, you know, unique email addresses um you know you have different experience written down but don't have two accounts on linkedin those are probably the biggest mistakes that people make oh and then having a crappy profile because linkedin and google have some kind of weird thing going on mm -hmm. and what you'll find and you've probably already seen it is when someone when you google someone's name or they're googling you your linkedin profile is often one of the mm -hmm. first things that show up it is for me if you google linkedin expert i hope this is still true uh, my linkedin profile should show up first so that is a huge lead generator for me but um if people went to my profile and it looked like do do then they're not going to hire me so <laughs> i can have all the web traffic in the world to my linkedin profile if it looks horrible you've lost credibility so just take like an hour you can always clean it up and make it perfect later but take like an hour and at least make sure you've got a decent profile it, it's like social rules apply to all of this you yeah you're 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 in this world to you know whether create your own business or grow whatever it is that you're doing you have to be professional everywhere yes. yeah, yeah. It, all the time everywhere it's exhausting it is but aren't the benefits wonderful they are yeah no I I laugh because yeah there are some really horrible pictures that other people have taken on me that's another reason I like LinkedIn you don't get the photo sharing and the tagging like you do on Facebook so I can I could control my public persona better on LinkedIn than I can on Facebook there's some really bad photos of me floating around I think this sounds like a good transition into work-life balance there we go. Exactly. So, yes. so you're you're very very busy. What do you do to to keep things in alignment for yourself so you're not always working? Yeah. So, I wish I had done this earlier. Um, someone, God, I wish I could remember who it was. Told me only do what only you can do. And I mean, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But it's so true because you, like you said, you have unique gifts. You have unique talents. Why should you be wasting your time doing stuff that other people can do? So when I finally hired my first assistant like four or five years ago, my business transitioned like that. I mean, it was about the same time that I started writing my book. So I didn't have time to do mm -hmm. my accounting, to do some basic posting, to do the menial stuff, to weed out my email to you know to manage my 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 calendar um god bless nicole she does i i don't know what i do without her um and i have some other folks too but nicole's my 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 personal assistant and and personal goddess um but yeah hiring someone and it doesn't have to be terribly expensive. I, I can almost guarantee that the time you save and the pro productivity that you that your increased productivity will mean more business, will mean you're, that you're making more money. Um, 
and and you can more than pay for 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 people to help you. I keep my business super small. Um, I've got Nicole full full time, and I've got a couple um, people part time because I don't like and I'm not good at project management. Yes, I can hire a project manager, but I just I want to keep my business small. Um, my income is fine. <laughs> you know, um, I can do everything that I want to do. I get to travel for work. So I've found that balance. Like I could, de- I could grow my business tomorrow explosively. I know how I know the people and I don't want to work that hard anymore. Um, and so that's something it's okay. You know, if you want to, if, if you want to balls to the walls and, and, and be Gary Vaynerchuk and, and do all that, like just go nuts and go crazy and work 20 hours a day and make a million dollars in your first six months of business, like totally do that. If, if you are passionate and if you want to change that many people's lives, then absolutely do it. And it's okay to live a balanced life. It's okay to find that, you know, maybe, maybe mid six figures is okay. And I don't need to have seven figures. Maybe that's okay, you know, for where I am. Maybe I can have a timeshare and I don't need to necessarily have a house in the Cayman Islands, you know. So it's okay to to live a balanced life and it's okay to choose to to, to not work as hard if you don't want to. So um, I totally went off on a, a tangent because this is really important <laughs> to me right now. Because we all, you know, in this world, especially when you're working your passion and your project, it's all about you can make this money and you can change the world. And, and the fact is that can be exhausting and burn you out faster than just saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm choosing to work 30 hours a week, not 60, um, which I've actually done. Well, that's not actually true. I still work 40 hours, but I, I take three days off now as much as possible. It doesn't always work, but you know, I, I, I have a four day, I, the four hour work week. I'm not there yet, but I have a four day work week. And to me that, you know, that gives me time with my family. It gives me, it gives me decompression time. It keeps me healthy. It keeps me um, excited about my business. So anyway, it, it, I have to tell that. And it, it's what, because that's basically it. You want to yeah. live the life that you want. And a yeah. lot of people are starting things because they've had this dream of this thing that that's nagging on them you know they always want to write a book or start this business or create this project and the time is now especially in this digital world where you could do just about anything you want because the tools are everywhere but what you're saying and i i completely completely agree with you, you you figure out what you can do and still be happy yes that's that's that was much more eloquent and and shorter than editor (laughs) editor exactly she's like let me take this and just i could chop it down into two minutes for you so i first of all this has been absolutely wonderful we need to leave the listeners with a couple assignments the first thing is check your linkedin profile picture just as long as you look like the image you wish to portray yes so professional profile pictures, the first thing, and the second is to do an inventory or overhaul or just create your LinkedIn profile. Yes, create it. You know, create a template for yourself. Um, do a, you know, do an inventory of your existing marketing collateral um, about us pages, who we are, 
bios, resumes, um, and and you can you know maybe put it all into one folder or whatever. But go through that collateral and use it to, like you said, use it to just kind of repurpose and recreate a new um, presence and do it first in a Word document, so you can then cut and paste it over. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Vivica Von Rosen, for joining us today. We'll have all of your links in the show notes so people can find you and see more about your book and you and what it is that you do. And and um, this has just been so much fun. So I love uh, having you on. Thank you. Me and, too. <laughs> and uh, listeners, you, you have your assignment. There's no reason you cannot put forth a professional face, even if it's on the side of your what makes you money for now. <laughs> yeah. So so go on, um, fix your LinkedIn profile, get seen, change the world. It's all good. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.